0: And so the sky is in the light. Okay, just as a warning before we continue where we left off with the spiritual planes. <laughs> I'm in a significantly altered state of consciousness. Although there are some experiments I'm doing, I'm pushing to find a fifth class of phenomena. And with that in mind, What I've been noticing with the infinite is that there is a potential for the infinite to be a part of something much larger while remaining infinite as it is. But what it is that the infinite is a part of is presently unclear. Yes, so what's been happening since my full embodiment of the infinite and unification with the infinite is that my states of consciousness have my state of consciousness, my stable state of consciousness, which is separate, although persistent from my is persistent although separate from my stage of consciousness and also stages of spiritual development as well but yes the potential for further growth potentially lies with growth of the infinite, which is something that is peculiar to describe, because the notion of growth entails changes and increase in a certain quality that can be easily described. But if the main quality by which the infinite can be described is its infinity, or its divinity... No, 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 not its divinity. Although that's a part of spiritual developments more generally, the increasing sense of sacredness of everything if the only quality of the infinite is its infinity and we ask ourselves by what means can infinity if we take infinity to mean something of an impossibly vast scale right if it's something that is expressly vast and manifest then growth of infinity wouldn't be too meaningful you'd have the idea of cardinality of orders of infinities so the infinite would become a much larger infinity (laughs) In simple terms If we represent infinity with the value of x And 1x equals infinity Or the first stage of the development of the infinite Then 2x could be used to represent the second stage and 3x the third stage and so on but the more meaningful question is what would this feel like? would it be possibly noticeable for me to experience something that is infinite, which you only have really one example of. With the infinite, it's your first time really getting a percept, a clear example, demonstration and illustration of what an infinity actually is like. So now, to sort of transcend this infinity and encounter something we will refer to as twice as infinite, is would you be able to actually discern any difference? Because the thing about infinity, if something were infinitely wide for example and you had a second thing called 2x overlaps with x right the second stage overlaps with the first stage the first stage would already be infinite (laughs) would already be infinitely vast And then you have you find yourself in the odd situation where I think the better way to translate this would be to say if we had the glass and a small glass for example being filled up with water and we consider if the glass is full then it is infinitely full right? full glass equals one infinity right? that's what the infinite is represented by one full glass now to take that glass and add a second glass of water to it of the same size it will simply overflow (laughs) and the glass will remain infinitely full that is still just a full glass of water so we have something that is full and there's no means by which we can then discern an increase in its size, which is our problem with developing infinities. Although we do notice that the texture or the high or the feel that is associated with states of consciousness. Which typically, stay, which typically changes with transitions between stages of spiritual development and stages of consciousness as well, is that what we find is that with continued practice after attaining the infinite, there is continued change in texture of one states of consciousness. Although this is making me consider that states of consciousness are unrelated to stages of consciousness and stages of spiritual development. Unrelated in the sense that and relate that unrelated in the sense that your state of consciousness has really nothing to do with your spiritual development at all really <laughs> it has really nothing to do with it it's just one of the things that are there one of the aspects one of the characteristics one of the parts of the psyche, the psychological correlates of these stages but states of consciousness and changes in states of consciousness have actually very little to do with actual development they just peripheral in the same way that Nim Baba would say that Cities or spiritual powers, the miracles and so on, are chicken shit. (laughs) So, states of consciousness, getting all sorts of high is also a city and it's also just chicken shit. The amount of bliss you feel, the amount of euphoria there is, all these other pleasantries are just bonus content more than anything. And so. We have this in mind. Then, what we see is that structures of consciousness. Structures of spiritual development are something altogether different from states of consciousness and spiritual states. And so, returning to a question about spiritual development or infinitive development the development of our divine aspect after it is realized for divinity, infinity is the fourth class of phenomena or the fourth element represented classically as fire So the growth of something infinite would be imperceptible. Like a full glass that would simply overflow. If your gloss is as much as you can measure, is as much of the water as you can measure, then the part that overflows and the extent to which there's more than the glass can take, you can't tell. If your ruler is 30 centimeters long and you are measuring something that is 50 centimeters you'll have to measure twice <laughs> you can't measure that 50 centimeters in one go but the thing about the water example is more accurate it's that your measuring instrument, your scale is now filled up it's maxed out and you wouldn't be able to get a clear measure if you then poured out because that's the thing you take your glass of measuring let's say you had a bucket of water and you are measuring how many glasses of water in a bucket Measuring higher infinities is like taking a glass and then pouring the glass back in and then taking another glass. (laughs) You see, with each glass you take, you're not getting any closer at measuring how many glasses are in a bucket. the second definition of the infinite as something that lacks any measurable quality that's what we mean by infinite in the second sense is that it lacks any quality by which you can then determine changes in it something immeasurable to become more immeasurable (laughs) how would you be able to possibly tell the difference between one scale of immeasurability and another scale of immeasurability to say of something that it is now twice as immeasurable as it was before is Nonsensical, although the notion of cardinality may help us here because with cardinality. But it's basically said Cardinality is a part of set theory in mathematics As far as I can remember I'm no mathematician, that's for sure But it's basically like this The set of numbers from 0 to in From 0 to positive infinity Is an infinite set So you can consider that to be one kind of an infinity. And then also there is the numbers from 0 to negative infinity which are another infinite set. And then you have the set of numbers from negative infinity to infinity. Negative infinity to positive infinity, mm-hmm. which are another type of infinity, it's another infinite set. But you can clearly see that the first two, the set from zero to positive infinity, is less infinite. It is a smaller set. It contains less numbers than the set from negative infinity to positive infinity, right? The former one, the former or smaller set does not contain the rest of the, doesn't contain the negative numbers. It only contains positive numbers all the positive numbers and the negative numbers is a lot more numbers than the positive numbers on their own so this is clear now how do we translate this into our present Practice our present understanding of the infinite and transpersonal psychology in complexity ontology. All right? The only way to tell. Then, one of the ways to tell that 1 infinity or our 2x, our second stage of the infinite, is larger or more inclusive than the first stage, or is in fact different at all from the first stage, is that it would contain more than the first stage (laughs) and what we mean by contain more than the first stage is that it would have to have the infinite the first stage as a part of itself while having additional qualities that cannot be described by our current definition of infinity. So it would be the infinite plus X plus something else. <laughs> it would be describable by more than just the quality of infinity. And this is the sort of predicament we found ourselves in before the infinite. In the void, we found ourselves with this problem is that, or rather, with the macrocosmic or absolute consciousness, is that we end up with omnistic and all inclusive. Definitions of phenomena of our experience. What we ended up having is that we talk about the all. Okay, in basic descriptive terms, what is more inclusive that is all? It is all in everything. What's bigger and more inclusive than everything? there really isn't and you sort of only differentiate everything and the all from the infinite by the fact that the all always has some kind of limit, some kind of a boundary to it Although a minor boundary, (laughs) although a very subtle boundary, it is always all of something. Right? Which is odd, too. sort of the way you differentiate the infinite from the all is the slight difference between their notions of everything the difference between undifferentiated reality that can be differentiated undifferentiated reality that can't be differentiated and sort of something akin to that and so when we talk about the infinite we talk about a certain type of omnism which is infinitive omnism it's still talking about everything but what it means by everything is now no longer a limited set it's no longer a finite set (laughs) It's no longer just the totality of any one set of any phenomena or like the sets of all sets <laughs> it is sort of the set of all sets compared to the sets of all sets plus the sets of all infinite sets small, partial, partial differences. Or rather, it's the set of all finite sets compared to the set of all infinite sets. That will be the subtle difference between the highest stage of spiritual development and the first stage of infinitive or divine development of development through stages of divinity or stages of infinity and so if we're talking about the sets of all infinite sets Then, simply, how we would differentiate it from the second stage is that it's only the set of all infinite sets. So you have to add that it's the set of all infinite sets plus the set of all finite sets. (laughs) And then, the third stage, You're now just playing around. This third stage that we would be able to distinguish, although how this would feel is unclear at all. (laughs) Right? What it feels like is that you're feeling everything. You're feeling infinity. That's the base, base sort of percept that you have. And sort of differentiating the sort of degrees of infinity that you're feeling, differentiating the degrees of infinity that I am feeling, that the, stir- the third stage would be the set of all sets. <laughs> And you'd continue into this kind of recursivity in the third stage. The set of all sets that are all sets. The sets of all sets that contain all sets. The sets of all sets, that contain sets, that contain all sets. (laughs) You see how this doesn't help us. (laughs) Oh, it's infinity, but bigger. Oh, remember this bigger infinity? Well, there's also bigger, even bigger infinity. Not only is there even bigger infinity, there's even bigger infinity, more even bigger. (laughs) More infinite. It points to this thing of, although there is a way to differentiate infinities there's no meaningful way to differentiate these stages and the implications they have when they're embodied or integrated because it doesn't feel like there's been a change if something was overflowing to begin with and you had gotten used to the degree by which it is expanding and you are expanding with it, then unless you encounter something that is completely other or meaningfully other, then you wouldn't know you wouldn't be able to tell, you wouldn't be able to feel the difference. You can say, well, certainly the infinity is always getting bigger the infinite is always becoming more infinite because it has infinite growth tied into it. But also the other side of it is that it might have no dimensionality at all. But then if we're using more descriptive terms and less mathematical terms, would you say is what could we say is the experiential difference between the first and the second stage right the only experiential difference that has occurred that you can sort of draw fairly nuanced lines is that initially the infinite felt like a peak state and it was rather difficult to function to a certain extent and then it sort of cooled down and stabilized and became part of the baseline way of functioning and you basically adapted. I basically adapted and got used to it with this day-by-day process that occurred last week of getting used to the infinite, getting adjusted to it. (laughs) Because I can still feel it now, the power, the intensity of it is something salient, something you can always tap into. I'm always quite aware of how potent it is. I'm often aware of my situation. So, from that and sort of including and excluding changes in the texture of my state of consciousness as states, psychological states vary constantly I find that they're no longer a useful way for differentiating one stage for another, although they are meaningful up to a point, they start being meaningful because state of consciousness varies significantly and doesn't correlate well with stages of development. states of consciousness are sort of like regions and you sort of vary between the locations in that region there are fluctuations and so it's likely that i've been feeling the same thing for a very long time now It's just been fluctuating. They've been, it's likely that there's been no meaningful change in my persistent state of consciousness. Wait, that is actually a lie. Well, that's the thing you sort of have layers to your states of consciousness, you'd have the dynamic layer which fluctuates constantly. And this is the usual change you'd experience from when you do and when you don't meditate and between practices and when you eat and don't eat and when you're thirsty and when you drink water, these basic fluctuations that are there. And then there'd be a deeper, more persistent layer that is changeable but that is changeable more frequently than the persistent layer, but it's not really meaningfully tied to it's not really meaningfully tied to i forgot what i was going to say it's not really meaningfully tied to your development For example, you can be awake or sleep or in a coma and so on. These larger scale states, but they still interchange and fluctuate very frequently. Something you can call a minor reality shift. And this is sort of states of consciousness in the classical sense. So from those you can then separate them from. I'd say I think using using Dr. Jeffrey Martin's work from the finders, his persistent non-symbolic experience work, you would basically be able to differentiate it this way. There are temporary non-symbolic experiences with non-symbolic experience being a term for states of consciousness more or less. But this is a interpretation of it that is not exactly in line with what he presents. And I'll tell you why later on. But yes, you'd have temporary non symbolic experience is that are very frequent and frequently changing this very dynamic layer of states that changes throughout the day and is very different from day to day more or less and then you have ongoing non symbolic experiences An ongoing non-symbolic experience would be states of consciousness as you would be told in very typical, classical, psychological textbooks, waking, dreaming, deep sleep, those kind of larger groups, but these are also changing. You could... mm, No, I'll just leave it be. But yes... You could sort of define ongoing non-symbolic experiences as changes in your plane. changes in your spiritual plane for example from the waking plane to the dream plane and so on and so furthermore there is persistent non-symbolic experience Now persistent non-symbolic experience would be the state of consciousness that is representative of your stage of consciousness or your stage of spiritual development. you see now persistent non symbolic experiences and changes in sort of persistent states persistent states are some things that are far more stable for example you can have changes in your ongoing non symbolic experience But find that your persistent non symbolic experience is fully present throughout all of them. For example, in some of the non dual cases, you find that you enter dreams and you're fully conscious. within your dreams, you're fully conscious, within even deep sleep, you basically do not become unconscious at any point. Even though there are all these out changes, all these different layers of change, Can <laughs> return to our trip report: an analysis of the spiritual planes.